sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to this evening's show and your hosts for tonight are apparently Anne and Renata, but Anne, you look so different. She's looking a bit rough, isn't she? <laughs> She's beard. had a hard day. That beard really suits you, girlfriend. It's like it's natural contouring. <laughs> oh, you know? no. She's trying to get that contour. It's, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I, I, I think your voice has dropped a little bit as well. Yes, yeah, she's um, going through some things. <laughs> it can get lower. Oh, <laughs> I very know. nice. <laughs> uh, so we have a... Um, Wonderful person in the studio this oh, evening taking wonderful. Anne's place, Steve, Mr. Steve Chandra. I couldn't, I could never take Anne's place, but I'm happy to be here to support the lovely Renata. Oh, thank you as, so much. As we do. Thank you, thank you. As we do in the parafam, you know. Uh, that's correct. That's right. So Anne is very busy. Well, not very busy. <laughs> At the moment, she's probably. Uh, up to about meal five for the day. I hope she's up to cocktail seven. Oh, jeez, I hope so too. I have one for us, Anne. Yeah. And uh, been enjoying herself, lazing away on board some COVID special cruise ship. Cruise ship. <laughs> to <Yeah>. hell. <laughs> but they do have a balcony view, so apparently it's fabulous. And well, it was a lovely shot that she put on social media of half of, half of the Harbour Bridge. And they That's look, correct. They look in holiday mode. It was great because I got a message saying, oh, no, I've forgotten my, my power cord <laughs> to my laptop. I can't do any work. Oh, I bet she planned that. I bet. <laughs> I bet. She dropped it out the window. I don't think she did. On the way out. It's still sitting at her house. <laughs> oh, dear. So. But the little cubicle that she showed us, or the photo that she showed us, reminded me of those little cubicles that the convicts had <laughs> in the Jesus. churches. I think that Where you, had, you walked in and you weren't allowed to see anybody else. You just sat there and, you know, the both, both of the sides were covered up. Make a confession. That's right. I hope you're enjoying yourself, Anne. Now, apparently, apparently <laughs> oh, the weather's God. been disgusting. Yes. She loves it. Yeah. And um, she said to me that the boat has been swaying. Oh. So, yeah, that'd be, you'd be <sighs> out, right? Yeah. But you've done cruise, cruises before. No, how, I have, have not. You not. No, I thought, no. did you guys, oh, did, did you present on one or something? No, I no. had to get hosts on. That's how Anne and I started That's working right. together. I forgot this story. Yeah, I had to get, uh, I did. Two cruises, uh, or organised <laughs> two cruises. <laughs> Attempted. And really interesting because I can't get on a ship. No, I can't. So uh, I had to get hosts to come and help. And uh, Anne was one of the hosts that I asked to be on board. And then I met them. Uh, one, of the one, one of them was in Melbourne. Um, and, uh, yes, yeah, so I had to travel down to Melbourne. You dry docked it. Yes. <laughs> She's a landlocked lady unless it's flying. It's yes. okay. There's and the other one was to Tasmania. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, yeah, that's a rough trip on a boat. Oh. No, thank you. No, no. <laughs> Look, everyone seemed to have a really good time. They really loved it. Um, I thought the itinerary was fabulous because I organised it. Of course. Um, but, yes, yes. We'll get on to um, overseas travel Later on, yeah, because you have some yeah. very thrilling news. Very, that. very thrilling. But I want to get on to my news of the week. Oh, do tell. Okay, now I'm going to try desperately not to repeat myself five times. I will right? be here so to look, count. I've, I've crossed things out to make sure that I don't. Read I have them been three given times. a very specific set of instructions <laughs> as to what to do. 
Oh, so no, it's no. okay. <laughs> <sighs> a haunted doll which weeps tears of acid and tries to set itself on fire Jeez. has been re- uh, re- rescued by a ghost hunter after a house fire. Annie the doll, similar to those seen in classic horror movies, was bought by a supernatural fan calling himself Matt Paranormal, who was intrigued by its background. The photos of this are hilarious. Matt Paranormal. I wonder if that's his name by default. (laughs) Um, The horrific doll was found in a house fire in which the owners died, making it all the more terrifying. Wait, did she start the fire? Well, (gasps) apparently. What a bitch. Matt, 33, from Wrexham, Wales, told the Daily Star, after reading about her history with the house fire, I knew I wanted to buy her. (laughs) After buying Annie two years ago, Matt experienced a host of strange incidents, including the doll trying to set itself on fire. She got some issues. Oh, just because he put the candles a little bit too close, he blames it on the <laughs> She's doll. Got, she got some issues. Mm. He claims its previous owners appeared next to her in images and witnessed the doll crying acid tears. The supernatural fan spotted Annie at an auction in the US and was keen to buy her. But the doll did not cost a huge amount of money and Matt fitted her with monitoring equipment to detect any paranormal activity which was happening. I already have a question. Right. How do they know they're acid tears? I, maybe she licked it. And <laughs> pH belts, all out. All out of whack. He said, she cost me £100. Now, I think that's a lot that's, of money. Yeah. After I had her imported to the UK, I had paranormal equipment installed into her as I thought her previous owner's spirits would be attached to her. It's presumptive. It wasn't until last year that Annie actually started to cry. I believe that when she cries, it is her attachment's way of showing emotions. He says the doll's weeping followed the death of her owners who are in denial that they have passed away. I'm not dead. <sighs> I'm just special. This, he claims, means they are demons who oh, okay. will not let go of their former lives. Annie's tears are acidic, which is demonic, he says. As her previous owners haven't accepted they are dead, it means they are classed as demons. Excuse what? me? <laughs> what? That's a big leap, what, isn't it? What books are you reading, mate? Anyway, I, I have not finished. Matt revealed. <laughs> I'm not finished. Annie is now kept in a glass box and is under 24-hour surveillance because she keeps trying to set herself on fire. Uh, <laughs> there, there is. <laughs> it's a really interesting because I've got comments here I and I, I want to talk about. <laughs> I've got comments. So please, as you're listening, just remember this this bit about Annie is now kept in a glass box under 24-hour surveillance. Right. Just let's keep it up. keep that in your mind keep it still every now and then her clothes get a little bit more singed and charred and her face is much darker now and he loves fire and last year each of my five team members all had something to do with fire happening to their house all in the same day the doll has been compared with horror movie toys chucky and annabelle who have terrified cinema goers for decades and the horror continues to intrigue them Matt said people are clamouring to see a haunted doll similar to the ones they have witnessed in films. He said, Annie is very popular with people who come and visit our HQ. 
the headquarters. <laughs> some people love the thrill of knowing there is a real haunted doll in front of them. However, some people have walked in the door and walked straight back out again after seeing her. She gives off a rarely negative vibe. <laughs> I wonder why. Mm. Now, comments. Oh, yes. Lotus One says, It not fake. You know nothing about ghost. You fake. How does that make you feel? Okay. How does that make you feel? That paranormal. Mr. Ed says, Wilbur. This obviously fake doll is housed in a TK Maxx garden lantern for safety. What a (laughs) what a crock! That's great. (laughs) Ah yes. I wonder how protective that. It's like the bargain basement Zach Braff Museum, is it? That's true. Obviously. Mm. Um, Oh, and there's a wonderful picture of him with a um, fire extinguisher. Oh, next Uh, to the doll. Yes, yes. Now, um, Medina says, why is it always freaky dolls? Horror story writers probably viewed it as the most innocent thing back when those initial tales were being written. And to have an evil one would shock. <gasps> I agree. I, I absolutely agree. And who else do we have here? We have Starburst 777. Oh. Do not mess with this kind of thing. I agree. Fair enough. I agree. Especially if it's in a TK Maxx glass. Glass lantern. Glass lantern, Glass lantern. Glass lantern. And the last one, Sugar 45. More likely the doll got saturated in water whilst fire was being put out and occasionally leaks the water, obviously mixed with materials the doll was made with occasionally through its only escape route. The eyes my daughter bathed her Barbie doll with a kid has a kid for weeks bits of water leaked out. All right, Dana. Dana Scully. All in one sentence. Yeah, no I punctuation. Don't know. Don't know. I think he's saying that probably the doll has some water inside of it because... <laughs> because it, just, it, got, it wet got, once. got wet once. Yes. Okay. All right, so... As what you do. Now, um, on the Newcastle Live Facebook um, page, community page, um, I have a picture of that <gasps> doll. Oh, my God. With, hey. with said Matt Paranormal. Yes, very nice. Beautiful. It's very nice. Yeah, so did you like that story? Yeah, jump on the Facebook page and tell us if you think she's yeah, haunted she or just needs a rigging out. Yeah, so if you go onto um, Newcastle Live Radio Facebook page, uh, you will find her picture there with Matt. Let me know what you think. Gorgeous. Just mm. hope she doesn't cry at him. Yes, Yes, she, she will burn holes in his body. How does she have a holy face if she's crying acid tears? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. These but are big she's, questions. She's got asking. the evilest demonic yellow eyes you've ever seen. They have been painted on, but, but you, know. you know, she's probably got something. That's probably why she's crying. Yeah, who wants yellow eyes? Mm, it's terrible. No one. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, the doctor, um, when you got yellow eyes. <clears throat> oh, now Anne used to do uh, a, a couple of um, segments where she would talk about these wonderful items on sale yes. on Etsy and places like that, the, the demonic dolls and everything. Yes. I actually got one for my birthday you last did. year. You did. I did. And she's calmly now sitting on my bed yeah, uh, in the spare room. Just um, chilling. Nothing untoward happened? No, no. absolutely nothing. No, That's she's good. just lying around. No, <laughs> chilling. Without a hands, I think. One yeah, of her fingers. Hands is gone. Wasn't it? Mm, yes. Fingers. 
No fingers. So she can't play the violin. I can't say that. She'll never play the violin again. I do have to say that just before we came on, um, I went down the back of the studio to make a cup of coffee. And as I was standing there, I heard what was like footsteps on the roof, which, I mean, it could be possible, but it's a high roof. Right. Mm, Don't know. But then I heard this tap, 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 tap. And bang, like a rock fell in behind me. Now, there is no hole up in that roof. Not a hole for that rock to go through. Interesting. Yet it trickled down, uh, rolled down. like a roll, yeah. Rolled down and boom, fell straight through. Uh, In our break, I'll try and go and find Find and see if it is there. Shot, action shot. And... You know, because I mean that that is the start of poltergeist activity, guys. If you've listened to some of our shows, you are on true hauntings. They just never leave an art or a lie. That just, is that is poltergeist activity. They just don't respect private time and personal time. So I mean, maybe maybe they're just upset that Anne isn't here. It is true, yes. And they're trying to scare me. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, oh. you know, an hour with you, Steve, <laughs> it's pretty and, scary. and you know, it's it. <laughs> It will be fine. It will be fine. They will settle back into themselves and everything will be awesome. I'll see that I'm here to fill the air-shaped hole. (laughs) I'll bring a red lip next week. That's right. I want you to wear lipstick next week. Hello, everyone. Hello. 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 You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. Finance doesn't need to be spooky thanks to Thrive Broking. And thank you, Thrive Broking, for being there for us, as well as all the people of Newcastle and the Hunter who need a loan. It's beautiful. Taking out all the spookiness from trying to get some finance. That is some spooky stuff. Absolutely. Okay, so you're here with uh, Renata and Steve this mm. evening. Yes. Um, on Spooky Sundays, as Anne is out Sunning her backside. Sailing the high seas. Sailing the high seas with her husband. Like a pirate wench. Now, we are up to superstitions. Yes, the A to Z of superstitions. Yes, and you have decided to take on the letter M. I have been instructed Mm. to... Tackle the mysterious letter M. Okay. And what what is the chosen topic? To keep it... A secret from you because I found it in the book literally last week. And I went, that's it. Oh, no. (laughs) So the letter M, ladies Mm and gentlemen, Mm -hmm. this week is for moles, human. Now, we're not talking talking about those um, lovely ladies that used to hang around like the Jolly Roger (laughs) or Fannies or have old you might be, King Um, Street Hotel. Excuse me. Excuse me. I did spend time there in my youth. (laughs) Incrimination, left, right and centre. We're talking about moles that appear on On the the body. As in the fleshy kind of moles. So moles which may appear almost anywhere on the body were supposed to show by their position, the probable future of the person who bore them. So we're reading them like tea leaves. Oh, yes. oh wow. I've never and heard sometimes that his or her most prominent characteristic, like they've got a big dirty mole on their face or something. Oh. Whatever. Okay. The omens were not always the same in every district or at every or at different times, but usually, as in so much else, those on the right side of the body were fortunate. 
Okay. And those on the left side were the reverse. Mm. So you're a left-handed unlucky mole. <laughs> right. Right. Well. Right. So here's a few uh, bodily bodily locations to mm-hmm. look out for your moles. Are you are you right-handed? I am right. I'm a right-handed mole. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if anyone who's listening is old enough to remember that time when you used to get your hand slapped if you tried to roll right, with your yeah. left hand. Right. Yeah. Because like left. you know that was just so wrong. It was so evil. That as if they, you had a mole on your left hand. Oh my oh, god. Oh, the nuns would have had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> they did anyway. They did anyway, but that was yeah. in private time. Yeah, um, right. You know, what they did in their private time is their own business. Mm. You're married to Jesus. You're never getting any. It's not good. <laughs> it's okay. So we're going to talk about our mole locations. Right. And again, not the Jolly Roger or the Kent or the Exchange or anything like that. Yes. Mole locations. A mole on the chin <laughs> seems to have been a sign of riches everywhere. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Yes. Or, <laughs> here we go. Or... As a country saying has it, if you've a mole upon your chin, then you'll never be held in of your kin. Oh. Oh. It's okay. very um, nice, isn't it? Mm. The side of your, th- your th- wow, the, th- the front, that's hard to say. <laughs> the front of your throat was also a lucky situation. But if a man had a mole on the back of his neck, don't talk about your wife that way, he was likely to end <laughs> up on the gallows. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, wow. One on the nose donated a great traveller. One on the lip. Oh, Oh, that's Anyway, that's herpes. Uh, One on the lip, a hearty eater or a fluid talker. Mm. One on the right shoulder, arm or foot. It was lucky, but not on the left. No, no, no. (gasps) On the stomach, it was variously said to show great strength or gluttony on the thighs Poverty and sorrow oh. on the wrist, a lively mind. Just, yeah. I think you've got no. bigger problems if you've got moly thighs. Oh. <laughs> right. <Sorry. laughs> That's a problem. Okay, here's, here's one. A mole on the left side of the heart says Lupton in his thousand notable things, because, you know, mm. moles, notable things, mm-hmm. denotes very ill qualities. Something of the same sort may have been intended by the saying that the girl who had one of her left breasts <laughs> would have had many lovers. Okay. Just because you've got a mole on your left boob. Just On the right breast, oh. such a mark meant poverty for no. men and women alike. No. Oh, look, it's all over the place. And I don't it understand it. It literally is all over the place. <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no fluid... This map of moles is very confusing, isn't it? It is. It is very confusing. If a woman had a mole on her lower jaw, she could expect only misfortune. Or on her left knee, or on her hands, many children. Mm. I don't know if I'd be mating with someone with moly hands. No. One on the eyebrows meant an early marriage and a good husband. Mm. There Mm -hmm. you go. Yeah, that sounds good. A mole on the right side of the forehead was very fortunate foretelling riches, honours, and the friendship of great men on the left side. It was unlucky, although according to some, it showed keen wits and understandings. If you had bad luck, you'd at least be funny about it. Yes. Well, look, it's important to have a humour, mm-hmm. sense of humour, isn't it? Well, they all died by the time they were 30 anyway. <laughs> so, so had all these matter. moles, I wonder why. <laughs> In the centre 
Of what? Just as in the centre. I oh. assume the forehead because oh, we're right. talking about the forehead. Right. Or just in the centre of you, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It might mean a cruel disposition or if, if it were raised like a wart, good luck. Or it also might mean you're a unicorn. Um, <laughs> oh, here's a sentence that Anne would have loved to have said. A woman with such a centre mole was held to be a slut. <laughs> And if it was black, she was treacherous and likely to consent to murder if the temptation to that crime ever came her way. If it was black, she was near death. Yeah, black mole means you're going to murder people. Oh. Yeah. Many moles on the arm, between the elbow and wrists, portended troubles in middle life. I wonder what. Probably a cancer diagnosis. <laughs> um, followed by prosperity and comfort in later years because oh, you've had your arm cut off. They, they love to talk about prosperity with moles. I, I know. Just, I can't believe Prosperous it. Prosperous moles. Mission remarks in his travels over England that when Englishmen, i.e. the common people... Oh, the common the common people have warts or moles on their faces. They are careful of the great hairs that grow out of these excretions. And several have told me they look upon those hairs as tokens of good luck. Oh, nice. So if you have a hairy mole, apparently it's good luck. Yeah, ladies, don't get rid of those hairy moles. Keep them. Keep them because your your fortunes are going to grow. I just went to my chin. <laughs> just check it. Just do a little check that there's nothing growing oh on that chinny chin chin of yours. But I think the moral of the story is is pretty clear. Just be cautious of suspicious moles. I know, and you know, I'm I'm now going to check people. I've known a few suspicious moles in my time, <laughs> so you know, mm. <laughs> interesting. But you would think. We think back to Salem and, you know, stuff like the Devil's mm-hmm. Mark and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. How unfortunate that you just were born with a mole and say, oh, look, we might just drown you in a river to mm. prove that you're a witch. Mm, or prove you're not a witch, actually. Mm. Either or, you yeah, don't. Look, you know, yeah, look, so. you don't get a halfway. No. And if, yeah, if you're that moly, mm. you're probably going to be having a bit of a date with the skin cancer specialists anyway, and there oh, weren't any. Dear. So oh. it's, a hard exist- it's hard for moles. Oh, it's hard out there for moles. Terrible, terrible, hard life. It is a hard, it's a rough trot. How did they check some of those places? That's what I want to know. Who's checking for moles between people's thighs? Yeah, I know. And like the back, the right, the left, ins and outs, ups, the downs. Did someone have that job? Like was there someone, a mole checker? Professional mole checker. Isn't that every teenage boy from 17 (laughs) to like 25? Oh, dear. Mm. There's plenty of mole checkers here in Newcastle, I'm oh, sure. Oh, dear. If you're a mole checker, please call in. Yes. <laughs> Send us a text message. 0490-84886. Do you have a suspicious mole story? Um, send it our way. If if you do, first suggestion is go and get it checked. Before yes, you send always. It to because, you know, it's, it's I've not, got one, it's I've not actually got one here. I should probably... Yeah, I'm gonna look at. I wonder what, what That's was the a, right? a one on the wrist. Yeah, yes. what does that mean? I'm a whore or something. On the right hand side, well, anything on the right hand side was pretty good. I'm pretty good. Anything on the left hand well, side look. was just demonic. Many have written home to say so. Yeah, I'm not a suspicious mole though. No, <laughs> very now, forthcoming. Now, guys, we are going into our, our half hour of Q and A. 
And mm. if you have a particular question you would like to ask us, please now text in on 0490 if you want to know anything about Anne while she is away. Or Renata. I'll tell her. She's right, she's right here. I'll tell you. No, I no. I'm here. We're going to talk about <laughs> you someone who isn't. You can defend yourself. She's not here. She That's can't right. defend herself. We are so. going to talk about someone who isn't and she can't interfere <laughs> in the conversation. So if you do want to find out something about Anne at 0490 That's troublesome, that is. Yes. Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata. And that's right. It is time for Spooky Chat. So spooky that Anne had to leave the building. I oh, know. It's it's Renata and Steve tonight. Thank yeah. you, Steve, for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. So you'll be here this week and next yeah, you week. you can't get rid of me. I am no. like a suspicious mole on your that, lip. That's you can't right. get rid of me. <laughs> left to burn you off. Yes, nice. Mm, very nice. That is your kid. Now, before we get into some questions, we've had a few sent in. Thank you, everyone. Keep Sending them in if you so wish. We will try and get through as many as possible. All of the questions. Just want to pat myself and Anne on the back by letting everyone know that our New Orleans tour that was announced just literally a few days ago. Last week we were talking about it. Yep. Is now chock-a-block full. We are sold out. Here, so here, here. this is a tour that is heading from Australia to New Orleans uh, in October, just before Halloween. Oh, <laughs> you guys are going to have an amazing time. Oh, I can't believe it. And this itinerary that was organised for us um, is organised through a company called Mysterious Adventures over in America uh, with the lovely Maria. And uh, we have been trying to get this off the ground for probably a year now. And uh, it finally all came together and when it was released, uh, everyone was as... Just, as a band, yeah, they were. just over the moon with the itinerary as we were when we saw it come up. We had to sort of just hold it quietly um, before it could be released. But oh my gosh, we are doing everything. We have literally tours every day and every night. Uh, we're staying in haunted hotels. We're staying on plantations. We are staying at one of probably the most famous myrtles. plantations. Yes. You have never been to the Myrtles. And mm. these guys, you're staying overnight, aren't you? Yeah, we are. You are in for a treat. Yep. It is an amazing location. Mm. So we're at the Myrtles. We're going to be um, in the French Quarter um, for a couple of nights. Uh, we will. We, we begged for shopping time because, I mean, we have to. <laughs> we have to shop. We're going to be doing a cemetery tour with a vampire. <gasps> uh, we're going to be doing a voodoo workshop with um, a mistress of evil. Oh. Uh, I know, right? We're going to be doing one of those Bayou tour things. Where I can't you wait. Sit I on hope those someone films this. For just boats. you. Just your reaction. <laughs> Please. Oh, with the alligators. Oh. It might not only be Jesus that walks on water. It could also <laughs> it be could Renata. Be me. Yeah, it could be me. Um, yes, and um, the list goes on and on. So this this is just amazing. Now, if you missed out and... Like some of us most did. Most of you did. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone... Watching it count. Everyone got in so quickly. Uh, we will. Oh, can I just say to you? Oh God! That our tour actually, our tour actually sold out 
more quickly than Dave Schrader's time. <gasps> Not that we're bragging at all, Dave. Not that she's bragging. Yes, I'm bragging. She's bragging. I am bragging. Um, <laughs> but we will have another tour up. Uh, it won't be to New Orleans. It'll be elsewhere in the world. I know um, where it is. In the first half of 2024. And uh, we're going to have something very special by yeah. the end of the year. It's going to be so good. It must be so, you know reaffirming that this is all actually happening now after oh. you know getting so close last time. That is right. And having to cancel at the last minute mm. and you know all that kind of drama and now it's booked it's happening. Yeah. And it'll be goodness. here before you know it. Catherine Linda, hello my gorgeous, gorgeous, lovely lady you have a question for us. Hi, it's me. Thanks <coughs> Renata and Steve. Have a question. Why do people say I want proof of the paranormal before I believe and then when you offer said proof they have all the debunking excuses in the world? Oh, you want to tackle that one, Steve? What do you reckon? I think for some people and I am not necessary, even though I do what I do with you guys I have I like to think I have a level head sometimes because not everything can be paranormal, that especially in the in the spaces that we have investigated or I've investigated with you. You leave yourself open to – it depends on how genuine you want to be about mm-hmm. the experience. Mm-hmm. And what we do with Newcastle Ghost Tours, we don't fake things. We don't do any of that kind of thing. So when we do have a genuine experience, like we do at Maitland Jail or at the residence or anywhere we go. We're, it's, we're excited. It's, it excites everyone that, <laughs> yeah. it, that it gets around the team. But you, you don't want to be the kind of person that's hyping things up because then it's not special. You know what I mean? Mm. And it comes, it does come down a lot to people's belief systems and religion and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, a, I'm not a religious person, so I can separate mm-hmm. that. But if you're making people question everything that they know or mm-hmm. they've been taught, that's a big thing for some people to go, "Hey, you're supposed to be in heaven or hell or wherever mm-hmm. you are, but yeah. you're rolling a ball across or throwing a lemon at me or yeah. you know appearing in a window. Yeah. What does that mean for the afterlife? What does that mean for me and my soul and my family and my children? Mm-hmm. It makes it goes to a very personal space. That is true. So I think that, that that's why people are so. Well, I need scientific proof, but there wasn't scientific proof about penicillin or the stars or any of this until yes. we had time to study it and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So it's something that I'm sure come 100 years or so away, we will know what's going on or have mm-hmm. a better idea of what's going on. But sometimes you just got to just gotta ride the process. And mm-hmm. I think riding in that process will open your mind up to you know the good the bad the ugly of the situation Mm -hmm. yeah we uh it's it's also something that um touches on death and death is one of those great fears that we all have we all know it's going to happen um we just don't want to think about it and um it can be something that just stretches your mind too far with regard to yeah, that whole, that whole idea yeah. that you are going to die and that you're that the hope is that you aren't just some sort of microbe in somebody's petri dish <laughs> yeah, uh, kidding, floating yeah. around and you know once you're done there's nothing else so some people really want to believe because they want to feel that there is something else some people will never believe no matter yeah, how no matter you know no matter whether they're thrown across the room by some liberati you know, could play the piano get up and kiss them on the forehead they would never they go oh that's not right that's right <laughs> he played that wrong so <laughs> catherine that this is one of those um, magical questions that cannot be answered because it, 
there are always tours where we have skeptics on and we will say outright you know in the two hours we have you here we're not here to convince you of anything i always say that to the groups it's not my job to make you believe things it's it's my job to present the facts to you or what we find Mm -hmm. and hopefully if anything you walk away with an open mind Yeah. yeah with an open mind with your mind a little bit more open Yep, and uh, and questioning more, absolutely. Yeah. So thank you for that. Now, Becca Lee from Melbourne. Hello, Becca my Lee. gorgeous. What's the weather like down there? It was freezing cold a day or two ago. <laughs> so let me know what it's like right now. Hey, Renata and Steve, what items do you consider important to bring with you when investigating? Well, we just covered one, an open mind. An open mind. It costs nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. An open mind to listen, to take in the environment, to enjoy what you're doing, to get out of your own way, to get out of your comfort zone and to kind of just be there and be in that mindful spot of wanting to discover something more, something new about Mm. the world. And I would even go as far as to say as a critical mind because we had a residence tour. Mm Mm-hmm a couple of days ago, and I must say the people that come on these residence tours know their stuff. Mm. Like, we have not had to explain equipment to them. They're like, blah, 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 blah. They're debunking. They're doing all this kind of stuff. And Isn't the way that, that fabulous? It's amazing. And the way that they come up with – so we were doing spirit spirit talker stuff yeah. and trying to piece it together. They're th- thinking literally, literally, like – and I'm like, oh, that's something that I wouldn't put together. Mm. So going into it with – an eager, open mind, mm-hmm. I think, is probably the best thing. And a torch. Yeah. And some water. And a torch. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, right? What else do you Absolutely. need? Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's that's actually the minimum uh, requirement, just being a decent human being who doesn't want to cause havoc um, and if for you, everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> if you are lucky enough or, you know, have you, whatever your opinion is, to be sensitive to spirits or other energy, mm-hmm. Keep that open mind for the people of the group that you're with because they're there to experience themselves. You like, oh, there's no gut. We've, we've had this. There's oh, no yes. ghosts there's here. There's no ghosts here. Oh, that's here. not right. No. That's not. We who's must, that man in the corner? I'm not we, doing this. We, <laughs> we must. We'll all go home. There's nothing here. But why ruin? Like, if you're that special, yeah. you don't need to be on a ghost tour. Mm. You can come back anytime. That's right. But the people that are there are looking for their own experience. They mm. don't need to dictated by you or by us, really. Which is why I try. Why when we do Newcastle ghost tour stuff yeah. at Maitland Jail, we don't. We try not to tell stories. I try not to tell stories until after they've had their experience yeah. Yeah. to see if it validates yeah. what they've got. Yeah. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. Finance doesn't need to be spooky thanks to Thrive Broking. And you're back in studio with Renata tonight and the other guy. And the other guy. That <laughs> sounds like very dry. Renata and the other guy. 5pm, yes. 5. Drive time. That's correct. And so I've got... Uh, two questions which are really good. I'm going to start with the one from Lee. Okay, Lee. So this is what she writes. Hi, my question is at work one night around 7pm I was working in respite uh, with two elderly persons caring for them. I saw a male in a checkered shirt walk down a short hallway, very vivid and clear. I was frightened because I thought someone had gotten into the house where I was working. This hallway had no exits apart from windows in the room. 
I waited half an hour, then went to look and there was no one there and I was wondering why. Was there a message or something else? Right. You waited half an hour, Lou. <laughs> That's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> That is the yeah, problem. no one's going to be there after half an hour. <laughs> Not even uh, Uber Eats no, sticks around that long. No, drop no. It and run. you would have to just fly out of that door within a second to yeah. go and see whether you could see anything. And the, the likelihood is probably you didn't uh, and you wouldn't. Um, this is really interesting in this person that you saw in the house. Now, I'm assuming that the house you're talking about um, belongs to the two elderly persons you were caring for. So this may have have been someone known to either one or both of those people who may have resided in the home. So what you were witnessing was a residual haunting, just a playback of a situation that occurred some time ago while that person was alive and living in their house. So they may have been walking down the hallway as they normally did hundreds of times and just that moment in time was captured um, and it sort of just replayed in a loop at that very moment in time and really meant nothing more than you catching it at and that And it would have happened moment. whether you were there or not. Absolutely, absolutely. It would have been interesting to ask the elderly people whether they knew anyone um, who used to live in the house that used to like wearing a bit of flannel or a checkered shirt or whatever yeah. it was. That, that would have been interesting, but I understand how scared you would have been in that moment to ask anything. So totally understand. Um, it could have been, look, like we mentioned before, a member of their family. The likelihood, though, is if they wanted to pass a message on they would come to you or stay around to make sure that you knew what that was all about. To me, it sounds quite residual. Mm. Yeah, but you get you do get interesting stories like the like Newcastle, the Grey Nurse mm -hmm. at the Royal. Was it was the Royal Hospital? Yeah, yeah. Of of someone who that was their job to you know walk around and check on people, and still up to this day apparently is. Checking on people in some of the apartments. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but, but you never know. It could have been someone's relative just mm. popping in to see what was going on. If they if they're in respite, then like yeah. they're closer to the other side than you ever usually are, and you have done an amazing job by caring for those people. Yeah, is, good on you. That Lee. is, yeah, you have my hat off to you. Absolutely. Um, she's just written. I was so scared. Yeah, I absolutely would think you would be. And that's why I waited. The house does not belong to the persons. It is owned by our organisation. So lots oh. of elderly people coming and going there all the go. time. And it looked like a young man. So, so possibly someone who either had lived there before it was part of the organisation could have been someone who um, spent time there in respite themselves. Or it could be like one of those episodes of Ghost Whisperer where your young lover comes back to greet you at the end of your life and you all live your happy life, happy afterlife after oh all. Oh, my goodness. That'd be nice. That's... That'd be nice to think that that happens. Oh. Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Lisa asks, have you done any daytime investigations before? Absolutely we have. They're not as exciting as the nighttime ones, or so people think. I yeah. reckon 
they're just as good. Um, the reason why we don't do them for do them for the public are really bad English. There, don't do <laughs> don't, the, don't do them for the public is because uh, during the daytime most people are at work and it's, it's hot. It's a lot more noisy during the day, <laughs> yep. uh, and so we kind of prefer to do it after hours when it's a little bit darker. Our senses heighten anyway after dark because our eyesight isn't as good as it would have been in full light and so all of our senses are heightened up a little bit and so we tend to feel more, hear more. Um, and be more on edge. And be more on edge. That goes back to like caveman days where you've got to be careful of what's in the dark. Absolutely. And it's kind of like, you know, think of yourself watching a um, scary movie with all the lights on or during the day with the noise turned down. But the noise gets me. It's the noise. It always is, is jump it? scares. Um, or watching it in pitch black in the darkness. Two different environments, yeah? Um, the ghosts will still be there, absolutely. Mm, they definitely are. I mean, I really have to look at, funnily, not even investigations, when we have been setting up for events mm. at Maitland Jail in the daytime, I have seen things. That and we've heard <laughs> the cells have been going, like Maitland Jail, where we did the first True Hauntings live. I had my back to a door. Yeah. And there was banging, there was dragging, there was... And I thought I was the only one hearing it. And then we had guests sitting probably a metre or so away. And they're like, yeah, that's happening in there. Yeah. But even we were, do, we were setting up the AV for Isaac show, mm-hmm. there was... I swear so I was looking down at, like, had a shadow peek mm-hmm. around the corner. So mm-hmm. they're probably like, what are you guys doing here in the daytime? They're not happy about it. Now, when <laughs> we walked into the residence um, on Friday night, we just had it's a bit of a, a, a powwow before we started. And we were in the main hallway there. The, the front door was open. Light is streaming through all of the windows. It was still fairly light. And all of a sudden we hear this... <sighs> <laughs> they are over us already. And like we've <laughs> turned around and gone, did you hear that? It was audible. Audible, yeah. It was audible and walking. They're not. They're not shy about walking no. around up there when there's no. no one. Like as I said, I am not on a on a ghost hunting team. I'm. I'm Sometimes I'm the bit of a Sally soil sport that goes, ah, oh, whatever. But that's someone walking around upstairs. You can't deny that. No, no. But even when we went there to before before we even started the investigations and we did a little trial mm-hmm. table tipping, mm-hmm. that was the that was the middle of the day, mm. and we were going off down there with information. So yeah, I, I don't. I'll, I'll ghost hunt any time yeah, of the day. Why not? I. Bring it on. Absolutely. Just give me a venue. I'll go there. Um, So, yes, I hope that answers your question. Um, (laughs) And it also might answer the question about why we don't take people uh, during the day. Um, Maybe. Maybe we'll have a ghost tour for scaredy cats. Take the right kind of people during the day, I think. The people that are wanting to experience it and not scare themselves. Because a lot of the time, people are in it for the fright. We can't deny that. No matter how many times we go, this is a scientific investigation. Like, we're, we're going to show you scientific ways to try and prove love. They're like, mm. yeah, we want to be scared. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's undeniable. So, Lee's just ended up going, can I ask what should you do if you see someone and you know that they are paranormal or they're not really there or maybe their heartbeat it doesn't work anymore? Um <sighs> 
Look, sometimes it's it's you don't do anything. It's <laughs> it's the experience, and the experience literally leaves you in a flash. It's there, and then it's not there. Yeah. Uh, so by the time you try and work out what to do, it's gone. Um, and sometimes it's just for you to see and to experience. Definitely. And for you to sort of go, wow, that's really different. And yeah, it makes you have to, have to process yeah. everything. That's the thing. Yeah, it shifts everything. And it's never usually when you're expecting. Like no. the times that I have yep. seen things, and it's like a handful of times, mm-hmm. I can count on one hand mm-hmm. that I've seen things, but it, it's literally caught me out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, God. Like if you're there sitting there wait, <laughs> waiting for it to happen. It's the likelihood is like, no. You know. Yeah. But if you're not focused on it and you've got your mind on something else, then that's when the good stuff could happen. Yeah. So the answer to that is sometimes nothing. You're not meant to do anything. Just meant to be a witness. Um, just meant to be a witness to it. Um, like I said, if they are really insistent on wanting you to pass a message on, they'll, they'll find a yeah, way of doing that. They will let you know. <laughs> it's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Welcome back to the second hour of Spooky Sundays. And I'm starting off with a little bit of a story that we all know really well because it was just everywhere on the internet um, 10 years ago. It's almost been 10 years. So this happened on February the 1st, 2013. And this might jog your memory. Um, I did put up a um, photo on um, Newcastle Live Radio Facebook page. And this is about Eliza Lamb and the Cecil Hotel. Now, remember her? She was a 21-year-old college student and she was staying at the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles and she mysteriously disappeared. So she was supposed to be leaving the hotel and travelling to Santa Cruz in California, but her parents didn't hear from her, so they called the police and Eliza wasn't found until two weeks later. (sighs) Right, so her body wasn't found two weeks later. But the thing was that a um, a video appeared on YouTube showing this distraught woman going into an elevator and then out and watching and checking out things and, and looking as though she'd seen, literally seen a ghost. People were saying she was possessed or there was something, something weird going on. Yeah. Now... Um, Investigators really struggled to make sense of Eliza's final hours and her mysterious death because her body was found in uh, one of four rooftop water tanks at the hotel. And uh, she'd been floating there for quite some time. Uh, People were complaining of low water pressure. And the funny taste and smell of the water. Yeah. And, like, the rooftop is off limits for guests. The doors are locked. Only staff members have keys and passcodes. And any attempt to force the doors would have been triggered by an alarm. So how did she get there? That's the big question. And really, they can't work out how. Well... Right. <laughs> Do you want me to spoil it for Not you? Yet. Not yet. Not <laughs> yet. So the footage that you see 
uh, on it's YouTube. It's creepy. Yep, it's really creepy. She steps in and out of the elevator. She pokes her head out sideways towards the hotel's hallways. She peers out of the elevator another few times before stepping out of the elevator altogether. Uh, the last minutes of the video show Elisa standing by the left side of the door, moving her hands in random gestures, I remember that, yeah. and pressing herself into the corner of the elevator car. Now, she appears to be speaking to someone, but she's alone in the video, allegedly. allegedly. Now, investigators released the clip as part of their investigation. They wanted to know whether anyone who saw this might have... Um, some more evidence or something that they could contribute to this case. Now, Elisa, or Eliza, Elisa, um, she unfortunately did suffer from bipolar and they believe that this contributed to the cause of her death. And uh, after she had checked into the hotel, she'd been staying in a hostel-like room with a, a young, with other young people. After a number of complaints from others in this dorm room situation, she was moved out of the room by the hotel staff. It's believed that she was not taking her medication properly or had missed several doses leading to her strange behaviour and death. Now, the thing about all of this is that the Cecil Hotel, and I'm going to stop in a minute and we're going to come back to this after the song, the Cecil Hotel has been known for a very long time to be quite haunted. To this day. And there's a whole list, and I'm going to read a few of them when we get back, of all the things that have happened. The the spooky, ooky, supernatural history of the Cecil Hotel is coming up. Just weird coincidences. And this is why the huge belief that Elisa was... A victim of it. A victim of it. Absolutely. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you're intrigued by this uh, Elisa Lamb story. Uh, I know it's been around. It is a really intriguing one, though. And thank you, Shane, for um, sending us a text message to say that you posted a link um, on the Frightfully Good page. Awesome. Thank you so much. Now, we're talking about the Cecil Hotel and Elisa Lamb and the fact that about 10 years ago, she was found or her body was found floating in a water tank at the top of the hotel. After a weird, weird, weird um, YouTube video was posted um, after her death um, and she looked like she was speaking to someone or doing something um, towards someone who we could not see. Um, so it was CCTV cameras of a of a lift that she was going in and out of. And one of the theories was that because the Cecil Hotel is so haunted that she may well have been um, possessed in some way. And of course, this obviously turned the case in, in many instances because Everyone was putting their two cents in mm-hmm. after this came on of, of what they thought. Um, but I'm just going to read you very, very quickly some of the things that have happened and been recorded to have happened at the Cecil Hotel over the years. And just a trigger warning, we are talking about violent death here. So um, you might have to close your ears and sing la-la-la for a few minutes <laughs> if 
this may be a trigger to you. So January 1927, Percy Cook shot himself in his room. November 1931, W.K. Norton kills himself with poison. September 1932, Benjamin Dodich shoots himself. July 1934, um, an army medical sergeant cuts his own throat with a straight blazer. Mar- uh, March 1937, Grace Magro jumps um, from the ninth floor or falls. January 1938, Marine Fireman Roy Thompson took what police called a suicide leap from the 14th floor. Oof. May 1938, Navy Officer Irwin C. Neblett checked into the hotel, took a large dose of poison and died. January 1940, schoolteacher Dorothy Skyger was discovered in her room after swallowing poison. September 1944, Dorothy Purcell. I'm not going to go into that one. That's too terrible, but yeah, there was a death there. Uh, 1947, Robert Smith jumped um, to his death. 1954, Helen Gurney jumped from the seventh floor. 1962, Julie Moore jumped from the eighth floor. October 1962, Pauline Otten plummeted to her death from the ninth floor. And there were um, other uh, instances of violence which had led to death. So that's almost every single year. But you mentioned something we were talking when we were listening to the song about where the Cecil Hotel is. Yeah. um, If you want to dive really deep into the Cecil Hotel, there is a very interesting documentary on Netflix called Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. And it sets up... Every argument about the hotel, it it dives into the paranormal, it dives into the crime. But where the Cecil sits at, at this day and age is at the very edge, and we're talking the very edge of a high-volume tourist spot and Skid Skid Row, like the worst of Skid Row. Yeah. When the Cecil was divided up, it's actually two different hotels now. Mm-hmm. So there is a low quality hotel Mm -hmm. and there is a high quality Mm -hmm. hotel and those hotels can be accessed just by through through stairways and stuff like that there Mm -hmm. are um accounts on tiktok and youtube that of people that live directly across the road and they see they see things right day and night and they will post videos of what looks like people in the abandoned levels like waving out windows and lights and stuff so it's it's, we were talking about it's the perfect hotspot for something paranormal. And yeah. then you, that's not even throwing in the fact that one of America's most foremost serial killers called it home mm-hmm. for a long time. Richard Ramirez, the, the night stalker, mm-hmm. was there. <laughs> one of the other people they tried it to tie to the hotel is the Black Dahlia. Yes. But um, she's really not part of the hotel no. history. But she's oh, she, kind she of gets, close enough. Maybe she was around she gets the block around, somewhere. She gets around yeah. Hollywood. That Yeah, maybe she was around the block somewhere. Poor Elizabeth, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. Um, but this sort of this goes back to um, this poor story of this lady, and uh, I guess what we're trying to get to in the end of all of this is, yeah, like is is this hotel a magnet for people who feel like um, they don't really want to live anymore, and because other people have harmed themselves here, they they kind of think they're given the green light to do the same thing. Well, that's what hotels are, really, isn't it? It's a, a somewhere to go that's not your environment where you get privacy to yes. kind of yeah 
that do these kind of things if yeah. that's in your in your makeup or what you've decided to do. Mm. So your family doesn't have to deal with it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But mm. it's super interesting. Like you can't come down on it one way or the other. The documentary is fairly um, damning of some points of view mm-hmm. and has a lot of logic in it, but mm-hmm. you can't disguise the fact that all of this stuff is happening in this one location. Mm. Mm. And it's interesting when you look through the dates, uh, yeah, how, how, crazy. how also things have changed uh, in those early years. I know we're... We're, we're using our logical um, forensic I'm sorry. mind I, yeah, here. Yeah, I'm a bit squirrely. Sorry. Yeah, we're, no, we're using our forensic mind here because, like, when I'm reading through this, it's interesting how things change because in the, those first few years they were using poison yeah. and um, cutthroat razors. Cut, that's that's you're pretty desperate for a cutthroat razor. You've, yeah. you've made that decision, haven't you? But um, we know in Newcastle that happened here as well. Yes, of course. People were... Um, ending their lives using cutthroat roses. That's all they had. Uh, then you have um, a period of time where uh, a lot of them jumped. Jumpy, jumpy. Um, and a lot of them were post-war. Yeah. So you had all this trauma, war trauma, that these people just could Financial not deal trauma, with. Financial trauma, war trauma. Like, yeah, it's a whole... Yep, yep. And um, and then you have this period where it's woman after woman after woman, woman yeah. is deciding to say enough is enough. So that's that's kind of what got me when I was looking through this. How it was, you it, know, it rep- yeah, it's repetitive nature, and it's the same kind of way to go. Yeah, mm. and just the, it seems like a, a magnet for just the mm. unfortunate. Mm. The poor unfortunate souls that drags itself in there. Very much, I think that's obviously the the theme behind the American Horror Story Hotel mm-hmm. kind of thing. They've they've taken a little bit of the seesaw, and these kind of public areas that are public, but you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. No. You never know, like, like yeah. in real life, you never know what's going on behind someone's closed door. But yeah, the amount of turnover and the amount of energy and emotion that is mm-hmm. left in that building, and there are. So many rooms, there's there's floors that even in the documentary they say you don't go on those floors mm-hmm. because of the people that have made it home. Mm. Mm. Drug dealers, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. But you don't know what else is lingering in the dark. That's that's right. And, and we, we talk about residual energy all the time when we're looking um, at paranormal investigations, that energy can literally reside in a space. So... Is something calling out to these people and going, no, come here, you'll be safe? And if it here. gets fed over yes. and over again, does that make it stronger? Does that give it yeah. an intelligence yeah. of some kind? It's, does it give it's it a very voice. interesting. Mm. Yeah. So we'll let you think about that. And if you have something interesting to say, maybe you can put your comments down under Shane's um, link that he's link posted that so generously. Posted, yes, on um, Anna and Art are Frightfully Good. We'd love <sighs> to hear from you. But in the meantime, we are going to a Lady Gaga song and then Steve's back with a story. Yeah. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. Finance doesn't need to be spooky thanks to Thrive Broking. Yes, thank you, Thrive Broking, for being here and sponsoring this show. And just before I let you talk, just before I let you talk, 
Dazza has said, wishing Anne and Roman a fun time on the love boat. Soon we'll be making another uh, run. And people have been uh, ringing in saying they love the music choices. Oh. It's very, very different. Spicing it up tonight. Yes. Now, Shane has said, if you play Bloody Mary backwards, it's even freakier. Oh, I bet you. YouTube has the words. <gasps> oh. We'll get everyone looking at that. John and is dead. Lisa has said, the pattern of how they chose to end their lives is kind of intriguing. I agree. I absolutely agree. And Maxine just asked you one very quick question. How long have you been doing the paranormal? Me? Yeah. Do you know what? (laughs) This is a very interesting story for for anyone that has interest in it. I have always, always, always been interested. And I was big into all the ghost shows when they were like the original, Mm -hmm. you know, Most Haunted, Mm -hmm. Ghost Hunters, all that kind of stuff. And I was always, it's always something that I'm like, oh, I would love to do that. I would love to do that. Mm -hmm. But I would have to beg and borrow and steal to get people to come and do it with me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. So I kind of educated myself as Mm -hmm. as you did and like online and Mm -hmm. you learn as much as possible. And then I was like, well, Newcastle Ghost Tours is in town. Let's do it. So after I came back from a little trip in Sydney and a little stint living in Sydney, I was like, I'm going to get into this. And I just kept going on tour after tour after tour. And then I think Anna Renata got sick of me coming by myself and being the odd number out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's very hard when you're there. It's like one person. It <laughs> yeah, either, makes, either makes things very easy and you can put them in a group or yeah. it makes it harder. But then one night I was, I think it was Wallaby or Stroud or something, one of the one of the far out ones. Mm-hmm. We, I think it was Stroud actually. Mm-hmm. And I was just in it. And Renata's introducing everyone. And then that's the night I met Jody, actually. And um, Renata goes, and this is Stephen. He doesn't know it, but he's joining the team. I'm like, oh, okay. And then, <laughs> because there was st- there were stinky teenage boys. They all wanted to. Oh, right. Remember? They all wanted to look after the stinky teenage boys. So I got put oh. in charge. But it has been a whirlwind. It's been over a year now. Wow. It's mm-hmm. been a whirlwind. And I cannot thank you both enough for everything that I've been able to do. I feel mm-hmm. like I've kind of jumped in. And swam, really. Mm. And just it's go a on, different let's world, go. isn't it? I was saying that to Anne on the weekend. It's a different world we live in. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, but it's amazing. And I encourage everyone that has an interest to jump in. You never know. Like, mm. you never know. Like, if you're in the right place at the right time, which is what happened with me, mm. and I had the interest, and I pretty much just say yes to anything that I get asked to do, then it, yeah. it happens. And yeah, put yourself yeah. in the situation. Absolutely. Very much like Anne's story. You know, mm. she wanted to do it, wanted to do it, and then put herself in the situation, mm. and yeah, happens. Yeah. Manifesting the universe. That's right. Yes. What's your story? So I kind of like the subversively weird things and stuff like that. So Noted. what I just I know. Right? Listen to my track listing and everything that I've said tonight. So I thought, what could we do to interest the people at home and get a bit of a sting? So where is the happiest place on earth, Renata? Mm. It's literally the brand, part of the branding. Disneyland. Disneyland. But mm-hmm. do we know the dark side of Disney? Mm. It's got a dark side. It has a lot of dark sides. So because I do a little bit of work for Oz Paratech, I did this as a post for Oz Paratech on our um, Haunted Hotspots Monday. And yes. some of it has just, some of the stories have been amazing, but they're not from guests. They are from workers in the park. Oh. So this is one of them. So it's called The Men's Room Basement Ghosts by Annabelle Kay. 
Oh. So this is how the story goes. So I work third shift custodial. Everyone jokes about the park being haunted, especially if you're new. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's the blood. It's the bloody. Mm-hmm. It was my first year as third shift custodial. I had already heard all sorts of ghost stories from other cast members. So I was afraid to work alone anywhere in the park. At this point, I hadn't had anything happen to me till this night. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget it. So I was working in Toontown and I was assigned to work in Mickey's basement, which I know <laughs> it sounds bad already, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. Which is below Mickey's house, ironically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a set of bathrooms, a break room and a small gym. Now, what people, a lot of people don't know about Disneyland is there is a whole world underneath the park mm-hmm. because Walt Disney never wanted anyone, any of the paying guests to see the char- their, cost- their character costumes doing normal things right so they disappear below that's how they could be in one spot and then turn up like a ghost in another spot (laughs) so uh i started off by cleaning the men's bathroom and then went over to the women's bathroom as i was in the women's bathroom i started to hear something moving around i wasn't sure what it was i ignored it and continued to work then i started to sweep the gym and again i heard something moving This time I heard it coming from the men's bathroom. So I shouted, hello. Anyone in the men's bathroom? There was no response. So I took a look in the men's bathroom and nothing. No one was there. So I continued to work. As I'm in the break room, I hear it again. Something moving around in the men's bathroom. I go and look again. And the trash can was in the middle of the bathroom. I just thought maybe I didn't move it back when I was cleaning, so I moved it back to the side. I go back to cleaning the break room. Then as I started to sweep and mop the floors, as soon as I started to mop, the sound went again, moving in the men's bathroom. So I go and look. The trash can had moved back to the middle of the floor. This time it was the opposite side of the room. So it had not only moved, but it had changed complete places. Mm. That's when I started to get scared. I moved back. I was trying to rush out of there. I'd already finished the bathrooms in the gym. When I was halfway done in the break room, I then hear the trash can move again. And Mm. this time I ignore it. I try to get my work done as fast as I can. At this point, I am scared. I don't even want to be down there. I'm thinking in my head, if there's something down here, it can't hurt me. I just need to hurry. I'm almost done. And that's when I hear it. Right off to my left shoulder. Get out. Oh, no. <laughs> In the most creepiest voice I've ever heard. Oh. I kind of froze. I could feel the hairs on my, <laughs> my arms straight, stand straight up. I grabbed all my stuff and ran out of there. I didn't finish mopping. I was just so scared. I didn't want to finish. I just ran out of there. Till this day, I will not step foot down there alone. After that, I had heard other stories from other cast members who had experiences down there, and every story had something to do with the men's bathroom. From hearing things and seeing shadow figures, I have had other experiences in the park, but this one was the scariest. Oh, dear. So you never know what lies beneath. There are so many interesting stories here, and these are all from people that – Work, mm. work there, and have to be there mm. after dark. I never knew that there was uh, like secret passages literally yeah. under. It's a whole city, so they've got, and even built into the rides, into the Matterhorn. Like you can, you can enter the Matterhorn and go straight down, and then mm. their bathrooms, mm. their break rooms, everything mm. is underneath the park. So not only is there all that energy and excitement and you know childhood exuberance mm-hmm. upstairs in 
putting itself into the place. Mm-hmm. But there's all that emotion and everything that's downstairs from yes. the employees. It's, it must be and it well it is. If you ever walk through if you ever walk through those gates, it's energy. It's so palpable. Yeah. That's yeah. why it's the happiest place on earth. You know yeah. it, Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly the happiest place. Not your bank account, though. She's tough on the bank account. Mm, I have never been. I don't know whether I want to go. I I don't know whether it's it's somewhere that... It's good and it's fun. We figured out when we came home last year, because I've been a couple of times, that Mm -hmm. it was my 13th, 14th and 15th day at Disneyland in California. Now, that's the small park. That's too much time. Oh, <laughs> I know, gosh. but I've been with other with different people, so yeah. yeah. Wow, I don't think I need to go back there, but you know, there are, there is Disney World in, in Florida, so you never know. Mm. And there are plenty more stories, so if you're interested, please let us know, and I can send you the link to mm-hmm. where to look at. It's very exciting. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And we're back for our final few minutes. And Danielle from <gasps> Ireland. Oh, Hello, yay. gorgeous. We miss you. Yeah, we do. We absolutely do. And uh, she says, I'm glad Steve badgered his way into the team. <laughs> I loved having the chance to work with you, Steve. Oh, I love Danielle. Stop oh, it. We're going to be seeing you shortly. I'm and jealous. we have you are lining up some great investigations for us. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely fabulous. Can't wait to see you in. Oh, Anne would be able it's to. Getting tell you, it's getting closer. Anne would be able to tell you how many weeks left. Here. Getting very. It'll be almost nearly out of double digits, wouldn't it? Mm, it's getting oh, close. I don't know. I don't know. Wasn't it like fourteen or fifteen weeks, yeah. like a week or two ago? Mm. We're not. We're not counting that much. No. It's too exciting. <laughs> and Lisa says, scary, I need to ask a few friends who used to work at Disney if they heard any stories or had Definitely. any strange experiences. We would love to hear them. Yes, we would. So, Lisa, if you hear anything, let us know. And she says you're doing a fabulous job. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, Anne might be Anne might be out of a job by the time she comes back. Yeah, Renata and Steve. And Steve. <laughs> Renata and Steve. Do you know what? Do you we'll know have what to change ma- all of this. Do you know what that didn't make? That didn't make our acronym ours. Ours. Mm, Sunday ours. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. Sunday ours. Debatable. Mm. So, uh, we are really getting into our new site at Matlin Jail, the residence. Yeah. And uh, we, as we've been saying to people, because we're not quite sure when this place is going to be taken away from us, we're really just able to open up bookings two weeks at a time. That's how. I guess, tight it is yeah. when working out when they take the residents away. And now that that might be in three months' time, two months' time, six months' time. We don't know. Yeah. It will depend on when um, the builders come in and do the work. Um, and so we have now released the 17th <gasps> and the 18th of February. Wow, doubleheader. And uh, they're both already halfway booked. That's amazing. So if you still want to come in February, um, then get onto the Maitland Jail webpage, www.maitlandjail.com. Go to What's On and then just scroll down until you get to the residence 
and mm-hmm. click on that and you'll be able to get the tickets there. Now, if you miss out, don't worry. Uh, there will be more next month. March is like Maitland Jail Month. It, it honestly is. is. We're, we're, we're living there. We're living <laughs> there in March. It. It's all There's good. There's nothing else. There's just Maitland Jail. So I'm sure we, we uh, will also have some more tours coming up. And if you March. are even considering it, if you're half considering it, I would say do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We don't know how long it's there for. Just jump at the opportunity. Yeah. And this this is like a haunted house. It really is. Even though it's part of the jail, it is a residence. It's got its its very own vibe and story, doesn't it? It does. And the stories are opening up every week we go. We're getting another little piece of the jigsaw puzzle. It's part of the fun, isn't it? We get to be detectives as well. Oh, it's so good. Paranormal detectives. Mm. So we hope you have enjoyed enjoyed the stories tonight yeah. um, Steve thank you so much for being here well, thank you for having me thank you thank you uh, we might get you to um, do the next week's songs as well what about <gasps> I'll that I'll do another re- I'll throw some remixes in the air and see what we can come all up right, with alright get some get some other spooky songs up for next week right. and um, yeah absolutely thank you all for um, the messages messaging in and uh, Emmy says, yes, the Ouija board goes off. Yes, um, yes, we do use the Ouija board <gasps> at the residence. But but if you do not want to use it, we have another options. space. There, there, are, are there are options. <laughs> we do encourage people to at least look and yes. watch. Um, but, yeah. Mm. So we're going to two songs now. We're sort of finishing up for um, the evening. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. And please, if you enjoy the show, encourage your friends to come on and listen live. But Mm. it is available as a podcast later on in the week too. Um, The more people we get on, um, the longer we get to be on the show. Yeah, (laughs) make sure. And even when when this podcast, make sure you download it, make sure you stream it, make sure you do all the good things and give them lovely lovely reviews and stuff like that yes share it and do you want to just share your show as well oh yeah so um we have a little video podcast called uncensored radio if you jump on youtube or a facebook you'll find us it's you'll see a big red cross and uh, if you like things on the naughtier side of life that is where you we need to come but we'll talk more about uncensored next week i think absolutely let's, let's Let's lost these people off to sleep with, oh, with a song that is creepy and beautiful and gorgeous. You will enjoy it. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. 